Uh oh, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. No, no. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense, cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person, and politicking is bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. And it's a beautiful thing, too. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the underground. This is episode 68 of the show. I'm once again joined by Joseph. Wild West Pimp Style. Nations. And this is the show. Ha, crap, I messed it up. And this is the show where we talk about how politics ruins everything. Joseph, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, <laughs> by the way, uh, I can't hear the. Um, oh, you, you can't hear the ISOs. Nope. Okay. Okay. I'm fixing that right now. Just fix it. We'll start from the top. No, no. You just tell me how you're doing. We're already recording. Well, I'm doing well. Trying to figure out this dislike extension thing. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it working now. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Well, that way I can see. That's you know that will play handy in the next episode. But uh, um, for our Thursday, but I'm doing well, man. Not too bad. Good Good. day. Busy at work, but that's a good thing. Good. 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 How about you? I'm not doing too bad, man. I um. Busy weekend. We uh, we re- redesigned the logo, um, and the logo looks fire. Yeah, trying to make everything a little more like I'll say semi professional looking because I'm not like Photoshop's one of those things like I know how to use, mm-hmm. um, but it's also something that there's still a lot that I don't understand about it, um, mm-hmm. which is fine for us. I mean, it's not like I need to know every detail in order to put a logo together. So, and I, that's true. I just wanted something that was a little cleaner, something that eventually maybe we might be able to put on some merch. Um, I think that the logo would look pretty cool on like a black mug. So, something oh, I like think that. so as well. Some hoodies or something like that. So, um, I gotta, I gotta figure that out eventually, but not right now. That's a, that's down the line thing. Um, one of the other things I worked on is I updated some of our ISOs. So, we have this one that was part of last week's show. You're joking. Not another one? Nice. And then I updated this one. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this one. I will send you to Jesus. And <laughs> this one. Emotional damage. <laughs> that's a great one. Yes. That's uh, a great one. Oh, well, no, that's an old one, so. But good. It sounds like you can actually hear everything now. So, yep. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell the lovely folks if they would like to help us out with the show, how they can do that? Yeah. If you've been following us this long, we appreciate your support. It means a lot to us. If you've been, if, if, uh, blah, 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 I can't talk. <laughs> it's okay. If it's your first time listening, or if you've been listening and you just don't remember, basically what we do is we utilize a value for value system, which means. Whatever value you think you're giving, getting from our podcast or our YouTube channel, you can donate back to us in the form of your time, talent, and treasure. When you click our episodes, you'll see the show notes link. You can click that. That will take you to all of our social media, our YouTube channel, Odyssey channel, our PayPal link for you to donate, and then our crypto wallet as well for Bitcoin. Uh, But the two best things that you can do is you can download our episodes and share our podcasts or YouTube clips on social media. And if you go to YouTube, be sure to subscribe and like and engaging with us as well. Yes. We really appreciate it. We respond back to everyone for them. I mean, literally for the most part, I think 99% of the time we respond to everyone. So uh, engage with us, share our podcast, download, subscribe to us on YouTube, check out our stuff if you haven't yet. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And, uh, Hopefully, uh, one of these days we'll get uh, you and Tyler on a stream so you guys can actually, or you can, we can explain to him the Lord of the Rings stuff and actually get him updated. Yeah, um, I know. He's he's a a borderline between NPC and us. He's yes. like right there in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <he's> <laughs> <laughs> no, he gets it. He just does the same the the same thing you do with the the race thing, and it's like it's a, a construct and it's like yes but we can't have that conversation right now it's like we're, people aren't i mean like 
you i you've i've been telling you this just with like the stuff i've been dealing with with uh like star wars twitter fans or whatever yes it's like people just you you can't even get to that place because people can't get past all the other notions that they already have Right. No, I mean, you know I mean? I, my whole argument is that I want to join them where they're at, but I want them to know that race isn't an actual thing. It's made up that ethnicity is actually real. Biblically and scientifically, ethnicity is real. Right. Not race. Right. But they don't understand that. So it's like, okay, I'm going to say this right off the bat just so you know where I stand, but then I'm going to come and join you in your fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> and we can talk. Anyway, uh, speak. I guess speaking of race, uh, you have a clip. Um, <laughs> yeah, speaking of race, did you did you want to to preface this at all, or do you want me to just? <laughs> I just thought it um, was ironic. I thought it was funny. I think it shows that. Um, I need to actually move back. I think it shows there's a difference from again, like we said last week, from making a racist comment. Right, because you're an idiot. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, the Joe Rogan thing with Planet of the Apes, um, versus being an actual racist, right? Two different things. But, and I think maybe that's what's, I don't know. I mean, may, maybe Mayor Eric Adams is racist. I don't know. I think this is just a racist comment. But maybe I'm being too gracious. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable in the police department when he one of the black law enforcement. You can start. And the you can stop it there. And the captain, you know. So you, I know our audio listeners can't hear this, but you want to? I think it is. What? I think he's just like playing up. Uh, yeah. The thing, because he feel you can see on his face, like after he said that, he felt really uncomfortable saying that. Like it yep. wasn't something that he says very often. It's the same thing that Joe Rogan did, right? He was trying to be entertaining and embellish and trying to be funny, right? And then he's like, oh, crap, I messed up. Well, yeah, maybe, but also, like, you could almost forgive Rogan more because that's what he does. Like, Yeah. Comedians, they, they push the limits because they're trying to work on material and being edgy is part of what they do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes stuff doesn't work. Where this guy was like a police chief. Like, there's yep. not exactly an excuse for... For him, for that, as much as there is for Rogan, and you yeah. know, Rogan did as soon as he said that, like we said last week, apologize literally right afterwards, and then also last week or whenever it was too. Um, he's literally as soon as he said the Planet of the Apes things, he's like, no, that's racist, that's not good. Uh, but so I don't and, know if he apologized. I, he apologized. So this happened, I think, three weeks ago, and when it came out, he apologized, but obviously not a ton was made up of it. And I don't really think it's that big a deal. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, it's just you can you can totally tell he's like, oh, I don't. Will you will you play it again for oh, me I one more time? That like, an adult male. <laughs> not that. No, I cut it. I cut it out already. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, I I just think that there's like um. There's there's an the intention has to be there, right? I mean, like part of mm-hmm. what we what we try to do on here is be pretty nuanced about. The conversation um, and not immediately jump to like conclusions about uh, the intent behind what someone was doing. And I mean, it, it, honestly, like, if I'm going to give Rogan the benefit of the doubt, even though it's easier on that end just because of who he is and th- that mm-hmm. background and everything, um, I, I kind of want to do the same thing for him because, at least in my mind, it's clear from actually watching the video which can always make a difference uh, that mm-hmm. he doesn't seem comfortable doing that. And like, it's almost like he's trying to put on an act. And I was going to say before, yeah. have you ever seen those videos of the guys who like um, they put on, it, it's usually, it's usually the reverse. Um, I know in some, there's a term for it in some circles, um, especially uh, uh, with, uh, with black people where they, it's like a, a switch where they go from speaking normally to like, quote unquote, speaking like white people. Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like, they call it like, oh, code, is it code talking or code switching or something like that? Anyway. Um, I'm some, not too sure. Someone else can, you know, somebody can look it up and let me know. Um, yeah, enlighten us. Yeah, but there's uh, this video of like a guy who, he it's like a news report and he's he looks like he's in like Macon or Valdosta, Georgia or somewhere like that. And uh, it's like gross out and he's like doing this whole report and he's got the very like, oh, I'm a reporter voice on. And then all of a sudden he just like starts like cursing and like his real accent oh, yeah. comes out 
Um, it's hilarious, but that's what that kind of it feels like in reverse, where it's like this guy's not used to speaking like that um, for one reason or another. Uh, well, yeah, politicians back in the day, and even still, you know, if they were in the north, right? There's plenty of videos of Hillary Clinton doing this <laughs> yeah. as well. She's not the only one. Yeah, but yeah, that's like another ver like another version of it where she switches from how she normally talks to trying to. Uh, pretty much pander to the blacks yes and she uh, she said that was she the one that did the thing about like i carry around hot sauce in my purse or was that kamala harris it was it was one of them but it's the one same, of them same but idea. well she'll change her accent so if it's if she's in the south right she'll sound more southern if she's in the midwest uh-huh. she'll sound more like a midwesterner yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of deal and then also everything you just mentioned as well so just kind of kind of interesting that that's that's how that stuff goes. Every day in the police department, I kick those crackers' butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I heard that, and I was like, oh, shoot. All righty. Well, um, you brought this next clip as well. So oh, why don't yeah. We, uh, do you want to you get – is there anything that you need to mention no, before I mean, this one? you know, this one, uh, there's a lot of this in academia, right, in our yeah. colleges. Um, it just seems more and more coming out and then in nonprofit organizations as well that eventually once I'm done with all that research, uh, we'll highlight on here. Yeah. But basically it's two professors. One of them is going to state his view on pedophilia and then the other one, you know, has been in agreement with him and I think both of them, but definitely the other professor and the thread y'all can look it up. Um, I think David's going to play the clip of the other professor, it's in the show, too. It's in the show notes, so if there's okay. anything we miss, people can go look at it. Yep, and basically it's just them saying that they don't Well, let think, him speak. Let him speak. Yeah, let him speak. Yeah. Let me, uh... They have interesting views on uh, pedophilia. Imagine that an adult male uh, wants to have sex with a 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A, a very standard, very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized. It's not obvious to me that it is, in fact, wrong. I think this is a mistake, and I think that exploring why it's a mistake will tell us not only things about adult child sex and statutory rape, but also about fundamental principles of morality. Imagine that. So that's the that's the first guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and. crazy man he has a a few more um but this other guy it's this one right yeah sex and again i'm 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 speculating here but but i it's not obvious to me there aren't evolution advantages and here's the reasons to think there are evolution advantages one is uh, when you test college-aged males surprisingly number surprising numbers like you know over one-fifth show attraction to prepubescent individuals i assume that's mostly girls and that's true not only when you ask them they self-report it which people have got to be hasn't self-reported, but when you use the penile responses, which are the, the kind of true test. So it's fairly widespread among young men, particularly young men in our society. Second, you see in the hunter-gatherers, right? You see it in all sorts of cultures that are, that are quite different than our own in places like New Guinea and, and things like that, Melanesia. And third, you see it historically, right? It was true in, in adult child sex, true in ancient Japan, ancient China, you know, ancient India, Egypt, even Great Britain. And you see in our closest cousins, the bonobos. Right? Bonobos are the closest um, to, to us genetically. So if you see the same preference for adult child sex in young males today, in hunter-gatherer societies today, in history, and our closest genetic cousins, there's excellent reason to believe, not excellent, but there is good reason to believe that there's actually a strong benefit to adult, adult child sex. Now, what is that benefit? It seems like a decent place to stop that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think scroll down some more. Oh, there's like a bunch of these. Uh, if yeah. you guys want to hear more from this and the other professors down in the thread, that was the yeah. same guy. But I mean, it's it sounds like to me that he is an atheist or agnostic, right? But it sounds more like an atheist. Like his standpoint is a naturalistic, evolutionary. Uh, worldview and from that worldview these are the conclusions you come because these are the conclusions you come to because we're all just you know blobs of cell right cells and so morality is subjective and so 
you know, he's using things that, oh, because it happened in the past in history and for this crappy reason, this crappy reason and this bad reason, then that means, you know, it's potentially could be a good thing and, and have a bunch of benefits. And the um, Christian worldview comes along and says, no, that isn't OK. That's, you know, for Western society, but specifically in America, loosely based on Judeo-Christian values. And um, it's just, this is the evil that permeates, right? It's, you know, it's coming across as very reasonable. I mean, it's not reasonable, but he's trying to approach it from a standpoint of logic and it just fails in my opinion. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I definitely don't disagree. Um, I, uh, ran across, Michael Malice had a guy on recently who, I sent, I sent it to you in, um, a text message. Yeah. So I, it was something similar to this and, um, it, it's it's interesting because he seems to be trying to um, get down to like he fails in a lot of ways in, in this uh, this interview. Um, this guy I don't remember what the guy's name was, but that he did with Michael. Um, but there are some interesting things about like having real definitions of um, like legal age and some other things like that. That it's like right. his his one of his arguments is basically just like why is it uh, like sixteen in one place and eighteen in another place? So it's like you get. Legal from a legal standpoint, and we're not talking like a moral standpoint, right? We're talking specifically legal. Um, why is it uh, one age in one place, um, and you screw up there, and then you're fine in another state, right? And so right. It, his he's more questioning it, and I'm fine. I, I'm completely fine with people trying to like um, figure these things out. But when you have professors like this who are who are trying to essentially justify why it's okay for an adult male to, to uh, sleep with a 12 year old girl. Like he's not even he's not even like prefacing it by being like, I think it's it's morally wrong. Um, Here's some facts about like history or whatever. He he is attempting to justify why it's okay for that to happen. Um, Seemingly without any sort of, hey, like this is all just uh, for the sake of research, not because this is something I actually believe Um, right there. And that's the thing is with this topic, you have to be very careful and try to be very clear in the things that you're saying, Uh, which is why a lot of people just avoid the topic completely um, because they'd rather just be like, no, we're just, that's just not a a topic we're going to broach. So yeah. And and plus there are some things that there's a lot of things that are just black and white, right? There are a lot of things black and white, a lot of things that are nuanced. This is one of those things that's black and white. Yeah. It's pretty self-evident. You, well, and, you know what I'm saying? And it's such an easy argument with one with his cases of it's like, well, we see it in history and we see it in bonobos. It's like, dude, that that does not all like justify it. Nope. There's a lot of things like uh, I've you know uh, slavery happened. Yeah, slavery the- happened in the past, and I'm sure that there are groups of monkeys who have some sort of hierarchy like that, or there's places that you could probably see that with within animals, right? It's like right. Nero used to burn Christians alive and use them as lanterns in his garden, but like you don't see people justifying that nowadays. Well, Nero did it, so why can't we do it today? Like that's that's crazy, and because like over time, people start to learn these things and realize the importance of these different things. Um, a lo- you know, obviously with um, a lot of help from like a Judeo-Christian background, especially here in the right. in the um in america the the west though sometimes that's questionable nowadays too with some of these yep. things um but yeah i i don't know i just don't it's insane that this is happening and that it's so pervasive in the uh the college system and uh, i actually think michael malice mentioned something about why colleges in particular like that was happening um mm. and it had to something i think it had something to do with like the the sexual revolution in the 60s or whatever yeah um but i, I my brain is not functioning at 100 percent. and i really i need to just go back and listen to it like that's a hard topic to listen to for it, like it a very really, long time you know what i mean it really is and he's talking about children man yeah you know what i'm saying yeah children it, and, yeah. And, and and you know there's a difference between you know, on a case by case basis, right? Uh, a 17 year old man and a 19 year old woman or a 17 year old woman and an, or, you know, teenager and a 19 year old male teenager, right? That's different. You know, a 17 year old and a 20 something year, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's there's just, difference. There's differences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I understand, you know, the standpoint of, well, in this state, it's this age and in this state, it's 18. Right. And I'm like, no, I completely agree. It should just be 18 across the board. One standard number for everything, too. 
it's either 18 or 21 or, or something like that. But we didn't just randomly come to these. Did ages. you know? So this is the last thing that I've got to say, just because it reminded me of that. There are places in Europe. It's like 13 is like Dude, legal. That is legal crazy. age. Crazy. Yeah. I, I, could, he, I don't think he mentioned what like countries it was uh, over in Europe, but I just I thought that was really interesting because the average age was like 13 to 15 over there. Yeah. Anyway, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of idiots. <laughs> hey, his um, commander in chief. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't really been able to talk too much about the, the trucker stuff and it's um coming to a head really uh as of us recording the show uh there may be there may be some more information but we i, I thought it would be a good idea um since we, it's taken us a while to get there to just kind of run down um everything leading up to this now obviously yep. we're not going to be able to cover everything because there's so much information out there um with plenty of sources but just a sort of a uh, a general uh look at kind of what started this a lot of the things that were happening uh, during the uh, trucker protest in Canada and sort of where we're at uh, as of us recording this show. Um, so first of all, we're going to hear from old jo Justin Trudeau um, and how all of this sort of uh, popped off. Do it. To underline that close to 90% of truckers in this country are vaccinated like close to 90% of Canadians. Over the past many months and years now, Canadians have stepped up to protect each other, to protect our frontline workers, to protect our elders, to protect our young people, to protect people like truckers who are putting food on our grocery store shelves. Canadians have stepped up to do the right thing to protect the freedoms and the rights of Canadians to get back to the things we love to do. We know the way through this pandemic is by getting everyone vaccinated. And the overwhelming majority, close to 90% of Canadians have done exactly that. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there Pause it right for there. each other. Who Did you hear that? What he said? Who are holding unacceptable views? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is this is the thing that really like popped it popped it off. So it it from what I am aware or from from what I'm aware, the um this rally was like going to take place and there were some truckers that were going to go protest right because they want the mandates done. Then this got out, and this is when it went from being like a protest to being like in the news for the past three weeks, mm. and. It, we're gonna like break down through all the stuff but yeah like he uh he said he said unacceptable views right exactly yeah um and then he called them a fringe minority yep and this is the person who's supposed to be the leader of canada the person that's supposed to be essentially looking out for the uh the people that are there if you kind of believe in that make-believe because it's it's sort of it's all a lie obviously yeah um, he could care less about anyone in canada uh even his constituents for sure it's just about looking good and from what i've heard too man apparently he's just kind of a puppet yep there that's are, what i've heard too yeah there are a lot of people who have uh stated um just in in different uh forums if you will that he has very little control and he's essentially a mouthpiece and uh, that's a lot of the reason why like sometimes he just like says the wrong things or he's like constantly on um, on message uh, mm -hmm. because he doesn't he doesn't actually he's not thinking about this stuff for himself it's not right it's not really him so yeah, it's it's that one is uh, man uh, that that was kind of unbelievable and so it's no surprise that these people came out and uh, did that so obviously as you know, the days kind of went on and this massive group of truckers went to Ottawa, correct? Correct. Um, and they were, everybody was sitting around, they were protesting um, peacefully, mind you, right? So that's that's one of the things that needs to be reiterated over and over again is that 
uh, none of these truckers were there to actually physically harm someone, right? And so when or you destroy property, right? So when you and I talk about uh, violence, so just so that we can be clear for the record, if you will, um, we're talking about uh, like physical damage to property, meaning bodily or uh, just like your physical property, your home things that belong to you that people don't have the right to destroy burn loot whatever the case may be right exactly um so all of this is going on um they're just trying to be heard they want these mandates done there's a lot of people in canada and the u.s and really across the world that were supporting this movement and it's so crazy to me that this was happening in canada um and uh the canadians uh, held it down for us yes and one of the things that was going on there was that uh, the may- the mayor or someone in public office in Ottawa was trying to call uh, tow truck drivers to get the um, the tow trucks to come out and remove all of these trucks. And this is what was going on. Oh, okay, I just, I just sitting Sorry in my truck here quality. warming up. I just got a bunch of nice fruit dropped off to me. And I was just talking to this gentleman and this nice lady came by and had something to share with everybody. You want me to say it? Yeah, yeah. What what just happened there? Okay, I was just talking to a local that lives right here in Ottawa. He's been here for 30 years. He knows what's happening. And he told me that the mayor of Ottawa is, he called the tow truck companies to start towing these semis off from the streets. And every company said they have COVID. Imagine that. Yeah. Don't worry, Justin. We'll be gone by yesterday. And so here's the thing. <laughs> the other thing, too, is that uh, the tow truck drivers ended up telling them that because uh, they kept asking, coming back and asking. They said, no, because they're our biggest clients. We can't. We don't you know, we don't want to interfere in this. And, you know, then, the, you know, they f- float around the idea, even with a tow truck. This is what it, they also told them that it's logistically impossible. Because once you have the air brakes and apply it, unless you can get that trucker, there's, and even then, there's, you know, one, maybe two, you know, if you're really lucky, three, you'd be able to tow out. But when it's more than that, even those, it's just extremely difficult to tow away a semi with the air brakes and everything. And so, you know, I think this type of protest is appropriate. And, you know, shutting down the roads, you know, and all the other disturbances it causes, sometimes there's a need for that type of protest. When you're not damaging, you know, physically aggressing upon anyone or their property. Yeah. Um, well, one person that would disagree with you is this uh, uh, Ottawa city councilor. I bet. And this is urgent. We need to cut off the pipeline of funding to these um, uh, people that are unlawfully uh, mercenaries, if you will, that are unlawfully protesting and occupying our communities. I want to ask the mayor if he will pick up the phone and call GoFundMe in the States direct, directly and demand that they cease and desist sending money to these unlawful protesters. And perhaps while he's at it, he could pick up the phone and ask the prime minister to do the same. We've had some conversations about perhaps suing GoFundMe, but uh, legal action takes time, and this is urgent. We need to cut off the pipeline of funding to these um, uh, people that are unlawfully uh, mercenaries, if you will, that are unlawfully protesting double and down occupying on it. <laughs> our communities. I, I want to ask the mayor if he will pick up the phone and call GoFund. Dude, so ridiculous, man. All they have to do is just comply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you just comply, they'll go away. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's insane. I'm, I'm referring to the Ottawa. This happened in yeah. Alberta, too, and other places in Canada and all all over the world. And, you know, France, they launched literally military equipment to deal with the protesters there. And it just goes to show you what we've been trying to say. Your government does not care about you and so you need to 
you know, be mindful of who you represent, but who you vote for and who represents you and make sure you're voting for people who genuinely and truly will decentralize us from the federal government and, and, and put the responsibility on yourself, advocate for it, you know, go out and, 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 and be the change that you want, set the temperature. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. we need to get away from the federal government, state government too, but specifically the federal government right now. Yeah, one step at a time. <laughs> Did you Spe- know dude, that? Especially for Canada. Uh, 70% of people that were on Medicaid um, that had COVID uh, died. Is that for real? I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, As of two weeks ago, that was a legit, uh, oh man, CDC, I want to say. CDC, some government agency. All right. So after. I should have um, had that in the show notes if I'm going to mention that. My bad on that. No, you're good. Don't you're quote good. me on it. You're I'll good. find it and I'll add it to the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So after all the stuff ha- that happened, um, the mayor of Ottawa uh, declared a state of emergency because of the protesters. The mayor of Ottawa declared a state of emergency Sunday afternoon as Freedom Convoy protests continue to paralyze his city. Mayor Jim Watson says the declaration reflects the serious danger and threat to safety of Ottawa residents posed by protesters. Meanwhile, Canadian police are issuing hundreds of tickets to demonstrators taking part in a blockade to protest COVID-19 restrictions. For two weeks, truckers and protesters have blocked streets in the nation's capital to protest COVID vaccine and mask mandates. Since Saturday, police have given out more than 450 citations. Officers say demonstrators have been extremely disruptive and are creating a public safety risk. Other citations include using fireworks, driving on sidewalks, and stunt driving. Several vehicles have also been seized and towed. Not protesters. You mean mercenaries. Right, mercenary. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm going to start calling uh, that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, that is absolutely insane. And it just goes to show you that, you know, s- s- certain people who are our police officers do not care about you. They just want the power, too. Yeah. Well, they're, it's whether they, they want the power or whether it's just like, this is my job, so I'm going to do it. Right. Right. Because that, that happens a lot of the time. I'm just following orders. Yeah. We saw that a lot when we covered the stuff going on in Australia a while back. We had that literal clip of the guy's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, this is what I do. It's what I've always done. I don't I don't know anything else. If I didn't have this job, what else would I do? Right. Yep. We did. Yeah. So what's this? Uh, who's this next guy, Joseph? So it's great because you have these uh, leftist authoritarians, uh, you know, wanting to keep these terrible mercenaries uh covid mandates in oh. <laughs> canada what'd you say i said mercen these terrible mercenaries yeah. yeah yeah uh and so this guy is brian peckford and he's the last surviving member who helped write the canadian charter of rights and freedoms wow yep and this is his speech he gave there by 1981, we brought in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which wasn't passed by the Prime Minister. It was passed by nine provinces and the Prime Minister. It's a national document that applies to everyone here today and everyone all over Canada. So understand... Except for the creation of the country in 1867, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms is by far the most important document in the history of our country since we were a country. It is the most important one because it applies to you and me equally. Every individual on this planet is unique. Like every snowflake is unique, every individual is unique. And therefore, when you get a document which says that I have these freedoms and I have these rights, that means every single one of us, from Dufino to Iqaluit to Bonavista to the Niagara Peninsula, every Canadian is equal and has equal rights before the law. Section 2. Section 2 of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, what does it say? It says you have freedom of expression, you have freedom of conscience, you have freedom of religion, you have freedom of expression, and you have freedom of the press. What else does it say? It says you have freedom to associate. 
my freedom to assemble. And in section six it says, you have the right to travel anywhere in this nation, anytime. And you even have the freedom to leave this country if you so want. But most importantly for a lot of people who now see this, it also says in section six, you have the right to pursue a livelihood anywhere in this country. Man, those are the craziest mercenaries I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so dangerous. Uh, yeah. I feel man. threatened for the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it just, you know, that's what that's exactly what our freedoms mean, right? Is to be able to speak, join with people, protest, you know, these basic rights we have that are given to us by God, regardless of what other people may say or think. Yeah, exactly. Um and this is what's so crazy is it's like you know uh i i talked before like the uh, earlier in the show you know even what whether we're talking about like the difference between ethnicity and race or whatever the case may be like people will go well you know the constitution for us here in america gives us right. our rights or whatever and i'm like no no it doesn't it's like it it's, it essentially backs that up. I'm sure there's a, a fancier word for it, but it's just not coming to mind. It verifies right now. our rights. It essentially that we're verifies, to us yeah. By God, yeah. So it's it's one of those things that's why they they talk about natural rights. It's like it's because it's not something that's given to us by a person, right? Like Trudeau, Biden, Trump, any of those people, they are not the ones that give you your natural rights. It's like that. It's not something that's handed to you or given back to you, right? You you know, we heard all this stuff over the last two years about you know if you only do this, you'll get your freedoms back. Um, but that's not that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. It's like freedom isn't actually free if it has to be legalized. Yep, exactly. And the government has no plan on giving you your freedoms back. No, in fact, they take it away. I mean, and it's this more is what, more. Yeah, this is what they do in every situation. Like I was listening to, might have just been the news. No, maybe it was no agenda. I don't. I don't remember. Anyway, so apparently, I didn't know this, and this is something to talk about in another show. But it just kind of verifies a lot of this. Um, the National Guard of Florida is in Ukraine or Syria. Oh, maybe that's it was, interesting. It was Syria, I think. And I'm I'm sitting here going like, why? What are they doing there? Yeah, we we are you know the national guard's not even supposed to be overseas if it it's not a declaration of war from Congress. Yep, it's not. I mean, they don't care, and that's the point. No, of course not. Right, that's the point. Is that you know people go well in the Constitution it says this. It's like dummies, they're breaking that right in front of you because they don't care. That document means nothing to them. Yep. So I that's that's one of the things that people kind of have to come to this conclusion about it. it's like oh we have this piece of paper that says these are our rights or whatever and it's like the people who are taking power away from the people are just ripping that up in your face and being like what rights yep so we don't care yeah so <laughs> something that popped up in the midst of all of this going on uh was this thing about the simpsons predicting this whole trucker rally thing and everybody came out uh saying or there were all these fact checkers and it's so funny right like the things uh, the fact checkers come out for where they're like fact check false the simpsons did not predict this um which is like technically true depending on how you're looking at the situation but i'm going to play this um just understand that these are actually from two different episodes look son it's one of nature's most beautiful sights the convoy so oh gosh so yeah it it, it's not it's not technically true but they did they did in a way like predict uh this idea yeah in a way because it's like oh the convoy and then the other one which isn't actually as good for um 
audio listeners as I thought is Trudeau freaking out and climbing out of his window <laughs> in a weird way uh, because he's afraid of something so yeah it's from two different episodes so like technically it's not true um and I, I would say like hey like we should probably be at least a little more honest about you know these specific things like why lie about that right you know be like oh look they predicted it it's like eh. not that it's it's not that important but at the same time it's like come on guys like <laughs> yeah, be honest yeah um so what is old dingus himself justin trudeau trying to pull okay so this happened was this about a week ago oh no this was like super recent wow this is way more recent than i thought it was did i really get that that recently it doesn't matter anyway so very recently trudeau came out and had a message for the truckers An Ontario Superior Court judge ordered right-wing protesters to stop blocking a vital bridge between Canada and the United States on Friday. Truck drivers and others clogging right the wing. Ambassador Bridge over the past five days have disrupted industrial supply chains on both sides of the border, forcing some auto factories to close. The bridge carries one quarter of all trade between the countries. Earlier, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau gave a warning to the occupiers who have been severely disrupting everyday life in the Canadian capital, Ottawa, for two weeks. It is time for these protesters to go home. It is time to recognize that this protest, this blockade, is illegal. Everything is on the table because this unlawful activity has to end. Trudeau spoke with U.S. President Joe Biden about the demonstrations and their conservative American supporters. We discussed the American and indeed global influences on the protest. We talked about the U.S.-based flooding of the 911 phone lines in Ottawa, the presence of U.S. citizens in the blockades, and the impact of foreign money to fund this illegal activity. The occupiers, who call themselves the Freedom Convoy, have been lavishly praised and encouraged by personalities on the right-leaning Fox News channel. Police officers moved among the trucks and other vehicles snarling city streets, collecting license plate information. Demonstrators heckled and jeered at them. Good. The protests started among truck drivers, angered by a requirement they be vaccinated against COVID-19 when crossing back and forth over the U.S. border. But it has metastasized into a general anti-government movement. How to end the convoy? You, you got to end the mandates. You got to end the mandates. And personally, I want Trudeau and whoever's pulling Trudeau's strings pulled, gone, out of Canada. I don't care what happens to them, but they got to be banished. U.S. authorities are on guard against like that similar protests in Los Angeles aimed at disrupting this weekend's Super Bowl. The Department of Homeland Security is surging additional staff uh, to its incident command post. Their strong cooperation with the California Highway Patrol, the Los Angeles Police Department. The anti-vaccine protesters are certainly a minority in Canada. 88% of its citizens have received at least one dose of the vaccine. That's interesting. If we listen to that clip again, it's interesting that he said uh, 88% of Canadians have received one dose of the vaccine. But I thought being fully boosted or fully vaccinated in Canada meant the booster too. Well, uh, I think it's supposed to, but I, yeah, they're, uh, obviously. But for their narrative, they're yeah. trying to track that back some, yep. and that's still even even with that statistic. A lot of the people at the protests are vaccinated. They don't like the mandates, though. Yeah, and you have to understand that those numbers, like the go the government's going to lie about those numbers. Oh, absolutely. We've seen it from, you know, even here where they'd say like, oh, well, this is the this is the number going for, even as far back as being like this is the possibility of how many people are going to die from this thing, right? And they were talking about like. I, 11 million yeah these crazy high numbers and then slowly right from the beginning they started reducing everything back yep. back back and then they started the the death counters right and then eventually uh they start you know more more recent but eventually they started doing the thing where it's like well it they they died with uh covid not of covid right and that's the right. new thing as if that wasn't the case from the very beginning um so you you have to be really careful listening to a lot of 
these people and in you the also press yeah and it and it's always really interesting too because that video uh you know they're trying to talk about how disruptive and terrible these protesters are but they're all kind of just standing around yeah they're singing and dancing having a good time yeah, they're, they're booing at the police but yep. like and you know they're out here trying to make these people out to be uh, like they're January like, yeah like they're they're just the same as January sixth right and we've we've talked plenty about how we feel about uh, that date too but uh, this yeah, is like idiots. not even on that it's not even on that level they're all standing no, ar- they're that just wasn't standing even around. anything that wasn't even hardly anything of a the, it's like so the don't Canadians, even use the word insurrection yeah. I'm not even gonna validate that stupid right crap anyway (laughs) this is about canada and And there is literally no violence going on from these people right they don't even need uh ropes to keep them in line they're all just sort of like we're here we're doing our thing um there were videos of people coming from different areas bringing baked goods and food to uh the protesters and you know people playing hockey and doing all this other stuff and the canadian government is freaking out like because it's not a fringe minority. Yeah. If it was a fringe minority, they wouldn't be acting like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, and, and it's so funny to look at it all. Oh, it's illegal. Da, da, da. And uh, you're like, Trudeau, like, why are you just picking and choosing the things that are legal and not legal? Right. Like, if yep. that's your biggest concern, that should be your biggest concern no matter what's going on. Yep. And why were there why were you allowing massive protests at the height of covid? Exactly. And that was happening so, all over the place. Like the, our yeah. administra- our current administration in the U.S. is doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like, oh, it was fine for people to go out and protest, right? When it fit their agenda. When it fit their agenda, right? It was okay for stuff to get burned down when it fit their agenda. It was okay for people to die when it fits their agenda. But when it doesn't, no, no life should be spared uh, when it comes to their actual agenda. And we hear that all the time, even though they don't actually care about human life. Right. So... Speaking of January 6th, uh, I picked this this clip up thanks to No Agenda, and um, this is just a little bit of what our news media in the U.S. is uh, talking about with this whole blockade. It's just a super cut. Some of the organizers of this protest, which, as I mentioned, started more than a week ago, they do want to overthrow the government. Canadian officials calling the situation a, quote, nationwide insurrection. The police chief says COVID protests are a, quote, nationwide insurrection driven by madness. A nationwide insurrection driven by madness. And just think of the language. I know it sounds familiar to you, right? A threat to democracy, an insurrection, sedition. The police say that they are under-resourced and they are overwhelmed. They have said that this city is under siege. It's not just truckers. There's a lot of, I've heard there's QAnon supporters in the crowd. Residents that I have spoken (laughs) to who say they feel terrorized, intimidated. It's a cult. (laughs) That's too good. Yeah, good there's old. even QAnon in in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> good old corporate <laughs> yeah, press. All those uh, QAnon uh, QAnons in old Canada. And that is one. They're of trying to they're trying to paint a picture, right? They're trying to associate these people with this group. Exactly. Uh, and it's like, oh, it might sound. You know how they go? Oh, well, this might sound familiar, like insurrection or. Um, a threat to democracy it's like it sounds familiar it's because anytime anyone disagrees with you guys that's what you call it <laughs> exactly it's like oh and you're now you're calling them mercenaries yeah it's like if you if you don't like hamburgers you're a threat to democracy you know what i mean it's that kind yeah. of nonsense um if you don't want electric cars you're a threat to democracy uh-huh, uh-huh. democracy so if you drink with plastic straws you're a threat <laughs> to democracy and the turtles um <laughs> Yeah, man, it's unbelievable that they. This is why, in so many ways, the corporate press um, is dying. Why they're not getting numbers anymore. Why now they're uh, going after Joe Rogan and uh, other people in that space. It's because it's kind of like when you back a uh, a wild animal into a corner, Mm -hmm. right? It just starts thrashing at anything it can uh, it can hit, uh, or that they think they can like take down with it. Um, yep. And that, that's what it feels like all the time with uh, especially the press in the U.S. Um, almost more so than anywhere else. Uh, they, they just seem like they, they've got nothing left and they're just trying to throw anything at the wall to see if it'll, it'll stick. Um, yep. I'm sure they're missing uh, old Trump right about now. 
Uh, oh, they're still trying to milk that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> as much as they can, they're going to milk it dry. Yeah, they're like President Biden who? <laughs> <laughs> yep. He, old Sleepy Joe doesn't get any numbers no, for us. No, 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 not at all. Can we get that ticker back up? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're almost done. Um, I've got uh, the most recent um, report from Trudeau. This literally happened... I think a couple hours before we started recording. Yep. Um, so, at first, the I we found out that um, Trudeau was considering um, using what they call uh, the Emergency Act uh, to essentially deal with what's going on with the truckers. And I have this report from BBC, and I just wanted to read just a little bit of this uh, to give people an idea. Um, so when you hear him talking about it, you know where he's coming from. So what is the Emergen- uh, Emergencies Act? Um, the act passed in 1988 bestows the government with added powers in times of national crisis. Um, the situation must meet a high bar, specifically an urgent and critical situation that seriously endangers lives, health or safety of Canadians. The cabinet may only invoke the legislation if the emergency cannot be addressed by any existing federal law and if it uh, exceeds the capacity of the province to handle it effectively. Um, What powers does the Emergency Act grant? Under the act, the government has a number of far-reaching powers at its disposal. The government could bar travel to or from specific areas, uh, from Parliament Hill or uh, major border crossings, for example. It could order the evacuation of people and personnel, uh, oh, excuse me, personal property from certain areas, possibly using the power to clear out congested areas of protesters. It could... Uh, direct individuals and companies to render essential services, perhaps ordering tow trucking companies to lend their services and clear the roads of demonstrators and their vehicles. Uh, but while Mr. Trudeau's government may soon be granted an almost uh, car blanc uh, to respond to the protesters, there is no indication the prime minister will also seek military intervention, which is something important to remember because along with all of the uh, the lefties out there there's a lot of people on the right who are grifting and trying to get people all freaked out about the military coming in doesn't mean it's yep. go- it's not going to happen but I, it was like the first thing uh, that I heard today was like oh man Trudeau's gonna bring in the military and it's like do you have do you have proof it's like or yeah, is right this, don't is just this- say that just because I mean the acts you know it's one thing to say it seems more likely now that the military will intervene given the emergency acts being granted yeah but yeah a bunch of grifters in the conservatives so um as of let me see if there's an actual date or like time on this I mean just as of today around I, I want to say like five o'clock is when it popped up on my phone um Trudeau Uh, went ahead and went through with it. Here in our capital city, families and small businesses have been enduring illegal obstruction of their neighborhoods. Occupying streets, harassing people, breaking the law. This is not a peaceful protest. At the borders in different parts of the country, the blockades are harming our economy and endangering public safety. Critical supply chains have been disrupted. This is hurting workers who rely on these jobs to feed their families. Despite their best efforts, it is now clear that there are serious challenges to law enforcement's ability to effectively enforce the law. Today, to continue building on these efforts, the federal government is ready to use more tools at its disposal to get the situation fully under control. After discussing with Cabinet and Caucus, after consultation with Premiers from all provinces and territories, after speaking with opposition leaders, the federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. I want to be very clear. The scope of these measures will be time-limited, geographically targeted, as well as reasonable and proportionate to the threats they are meant to address. The Emergencies Act 
will be used to strengthen and support law enforcement agencies at all levels across the country. This is about keeping Canadians safe, protecting people's jobs, and restoring confidence in our institutions. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on. Yep, you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. It reminds me of uh, in 1989 when that you remember that one protester uh, with the Chinese government in is it Tiananmen Square? Oh, Tiananmen, 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 yeah, Square. And it's basically, are we going to get another situation like that in Canada? Man, I don't, I don't know. And it's crazy, man. I no one should believe for two seconds that this power is only for a limited time. Nope, it's not. There at is, all. yeah, there is no evidence throughout history. You want to talk about being able to use history to talk about the present? There is absolutely no uh, precedent for a power being granted to a government and them going, "Okay, we don't want this power anymore." Yep. All right, we're done. It was only temporary for this amount of time. The Patriots Act was supposed to be temporary, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's been 20, 21 years almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't fall for it, Canadians. Keep rocking on. You're doing the right thing. No yeah. matter what it costs, keep doing it, and you're inspiring us here. And it's uh, it's crazy, man, because this is something that we, we talk about quite a bit, and I bring up in conversations all the time because people go, well, if you just followed the law, and it's like, well, the law is not always moral. Yep. And, and the fact that you it's it's such like a a uh, like room temperature argument to to say something like that to be like well if you just followed the law and it's like if everyone throughout time listened to that we never would have had change happen ever right right and of course this is this thing too I mean if if you want to talk about like Christian circles where they bring up the Romans uh, the Romans thirteen thing thirteen uh, <laughs> where it's like that your argument for constantly listening to what your government has to say falls apart the minute you have any conversation about what happens when it reaches your doorstep. Yep. And again, I it I always want to try not to be like alarmist on this show and more of just it's a more of a cautionary thing, right? It's like listen, the closer that the government gets to granting uh whether it's here in Canada or wherever else, granting like autonomous power to itself. Uh, to deal with situations that it sees as a problem, the closer potentially you, at one point, just being a a conservative Christian, eventually turns you into uh, a domestic terrorist. Yep, we're seeing it exactly. And basically, what you're saying. It. Go yeah. ahead. Well, I was gonna say that's you're yeah. close to seeing it, right? It's like you have this group of people that were once uh, peace, like well, they're still peaceful, but you, they were citizens. They were within uh, the law or whatever. They're not breaking any laws. They're not doing whatever. They dropped this Emergencies Act, and now it's like mm. these these people potentially are now criminals. Right? It wasn't It wasn't even just the Emergency Act. Before this, a judge, a federal ju- judge there, uh, stated that honking is now illegal. Just different things That's right. slowly became illegal you know, overnight uh, due to the protesting because they hate it. And, you know, hey, authoritarians are going to be th- authoritarians. Yeah. And it's so funny because people don't ever want to uh, bring up the uh, the Yahtzee comparison. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things. It's like, look, it's not the because what everyone does. Right. This is what it usually people jump to a conclusion. Right. So mm-hmm. you bring up the comparison and they go. Excuse me. They go. Well, it's not like people are in gas chambers. It's like, hey, you do realize that's not how it started, right? You know? Yeah, um, exactly. If you want to read a really good book about like a lot of the stuff that was happening prior to that, uh, there's a book called In the In the Garden of the In the Garden of the Beast. And uh it's about the uh, US diplomat who was in Nazi Germany at essentially the beginning of the occupation like Hitler I think was the chancellor at the time or whatever the case was um and his experience with his family there it's it's pretty interesting and so you get a an idea of what it was like to be there right so it's like they didn't start out just like murdering everyone they didn't like no, that's not how slow it, fade. exactly that's not how it works and so a lot of the time people make the comparison uh knowing in their mind that's part of it it's it's like hey we want to stop a lot of this stuff before we get to the trains. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's just because the same way with governments, it's the same way with sin, right? It's a slow fade. It's a thousand decisions that slowly lead you into addiction or, or whatever sin, correct? And it's the same way with the government. They're going to slowly, 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 you know, take away your rights like a frog being in boiling, you know, boiling a frog. You slowly and slowly and slowly increase the temperature until the frog is finally boiled and dead and it doesn't realize it until the, you know, last minute. And so that's exactly what governments like to do. And that's why we are all for decentralizing because we don't think that 400 people in Washington, D.C. should be telling us how to live our lives. Uh, agreed. And it's it's a big conversation, and, and you know, we're going to keep talking about this stuff, and it's it's not really going anywhere. So, nope. um, yeah, I just, you know, it, it was one of those things that it reminds me of when uh, Malcolm X talked about how the black man and the white man have to come and sit at the table and mm-hmm. uh, resolve their differences without uh, one being offended by the other. Um we're kind of at the point where that needs to happen, but it's not a racial divide. Mm. They, they constantly, especially yeah. in America, they want it to be a racial divide no matter what. But there is a point now where like people of different, we'll just say ideological bents just to make it kind of a broad thing, need to be able right. to come and sit down and be like, this is where I think you're wrong. This is why. Understand that I'm doing this so that maybe we can have a conversation about this. So maybe you can actually understand where I'm coming from and see me as human, right? Because there were there were people out in Canada at the that were like anti-protesters or whatever. They were protesting against the protesters, and one of them had this sign that literally said "Kill the unvaccinated." And I'm yep. like 99% sure that wasn't a doctored up sign for the internet. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So there's and and that's the thing, man, is like they're trying to turn a lot of uh, people who are making a decision for themselves into subhuman. Yep. And that's where it starts. And Canada, just like we've talked about last year, uh, Canada is essentially leading the way with a lot of this stuff because they were the first ones to start talking about uh, putting people essentially in um, uh, government approved detention things for COVID. Just naming it a different name. Yeah, exactly. Uh and everyone just sees like, oh, yeah, this is totally fine. This isn't the same thing at <laughs> this all. This is okay. And that's what happens when people forget history and they don't see the similarities between things going on. Right. You know, I'm actually su- surprised to some degree that the U.S. hasn't gone that far, right? I mean, we were the ones that had the uh, the internment camps. <laughs> um, so it's, it, it's uh, you know, maybe a, a you know, not a pat on the back, but like, a, hey, well, at least it didn't get that bad here. Right. Um, which is one of the other things that I'm sure you've heard this too, but people will go like, why, why aren't people doing uh, these exact same things in the U S and it's like it geographically it's different guys. And yeah, we also didn't get it's hit a lot near, different here. Yeah. It, it, people didn't get hit as hard like New York, right? Where things are the worst. A majority of the people there wanted this stuff to happen. And there were protests that were going on there too. It just looks different. Right. And the news also isn't covering this stuff the same way. Yep. So there's there's lots of things. It's not just like you can't make a broad statement about like what's going on in the U.S. versus what's going on in Canada. It's oh, just yeah. it's just Two not the same thing. Two different things. Yeah. Um, the last thing before we go, I just uh, I thought this was really funny, and people can find it in the show notes if they want to read through a bit more of it. But NPR put out a uh, uh, best and worst places to live, and they put if you only care about money. But essentially, this is just a list of the best and worst places to live yeah. uh, by um, your your income, essentially. And um, the uh, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, where I live, uh, made not only the list for the, the lowest standard of living for college graduates, but also the lowest standard living for those people who are not college graduates. <laughs> For those who only have their high school diploma and for those who don't have their high school. Yes. And so what's so crazy about it is that um, at one point, Asheville was considered one of the top cities to live in in the country. And this was like five years ago. That's hilarious, man. It's gone that far downhill uh, since then. Um, And I I may have mentioned it in the past, but uh, Asheville or Buncombe County, where I I, uh, specifically am, uh, all of those things that you hear about when they're like, oh, if you steal under a certain under a certain amount of money, they won't call the cops. Like we have all of those regulations as well. 
and we ha- we barely have <laughs> we barely have a police force here. Man. So that's yeah. funny, man. It's only going to get worse because inflation's increasing oh, astronomically. It's, it, it's getting bad, man. And a lot of the people who are moving here seem to have a lot of these tech jobs. They work from home. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't see it getting any better as far as like getting things back on the right track and the city really being um, the same kind of place that it was before. Uh, it, it's pretty insane. The amount of traffic up here is bonkers at this point. I hear you, man. I need to get out anyway. of there. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, that that definitely depends on a couple of things, but um, yeah, Come I just got here to old North Dakota. Yeah, and no way. <laughs> Come on, pass, pass. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, do you have anything else you wanted to add? No, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and share mm-hmm. our podcast, our YouTube channel, ta- our YouTube channel on social media, <laughs> and don't forget to download the episodes. Yes. And one of these days, I'm going to learn how to talk. Yes, one day he he will uh, he will get that that totally correct. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back on Thursday with our entertainment episode. It's going to be a big one. Lots of stuff to talk about. Lots, lots, lots of stuff to talk Lord about. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, so until then, guys, take it easy. See ya. Politics ruins everything. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kinda known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. And it's a beautiful thing too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial-up looking for answers. Now what underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie-jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trifle for subject, your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward, let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave foil or the oil, they annoy you. You add another's neck for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full-blown seasons. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather control your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. <laughs>